UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Yeah. You look nice, by the way. Welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day to all of you guys that are celebrating Valentine's Day. Um, I'm here live with one of my favorite guests. I've had this is like the third or fourth time I've had her on my show. I mean, we really mesh together well with like the, the information she brings and how you guys receive it. And and who I'm talking about is Dr. Kim from the Dr. Kim McGeorge from The Secret of Everything. The website is www.thesecretofeverything.com. Um, just a little bit more about my guest, in case you guys don't know. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge is an internationally renowned naturopathic doctor, energy healer, remote viewer, paranormal expert, and consciousness teacher. Her extensive client list includes some of the world's most talented healers, and for the past 25 years, she's worked on thousands of people around the world. Dr. Kim was born with the ability to remote view, see people's auras, and she's highly intuitive. While still in college, she helped police on many occasions, finding she had a natural affinity to herbs. She worked as an herbalist and went on to create and distribute her own line of herbal organic products internationally. During this time, her practice expanded to multiple clinics throughout Columbus, driven by her inner knowing that her healing work would be made much quicker, more affordable, and amplified exponentially using technology. Dr. Kim consulted with an esteemed neurosurgeon and realized that the healing frequencies and naturopathy could be applied to all areas of her clients' lives. Her latest groundbreaking program, Frequency Master teaches how the master frequencies in your own life and trains other healers to her own unique and successful methods. And I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. Dr. Kim, thank you for joining me. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, and you guys, if you guys have questions, I see you're already putting your questions in the chat. Um, if you have questions for Dr. Kim, you can ask your questions. Um, but we're going to get into a lot of different stuff tonight. We're going to be getting into like possession, aura scans, NPCs, secret space program. Basically, it, it all revolves, I guess you could say this, Dr. Kim, like this all revolves around like what you call this game, this earth game. And I know you, right? And like, it's, it's like we're in a game, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as people like to pin on me, they're like, oh, you believe in simulation theory. Absolutely. hundred percent. I, I keep forgetting to give you these pictures. I have pictures from NASA. Um, I know we're on a spaceship, just like Star Trek shows us. I know we're on a holodeck and this entire game is projected around us. And what's really interesting about this game, 
compared to like the Avalon game and other games is this is an open source code game, which means any ET group, the Galactic Federation, uh, Secret Space, the military, um, the intelligence agencies, um, all time, all space, past, present, future, anybody can get their hands in this game, uh, just like Westworld shows us. And, um, you know, other, um, I always forget what that stupid girl who shoots arrows, what that's called, but that shows us too with the dome. And of course, Stephen King under the dome. So all these, you know, TV shows show us that this is an open source code game, which really makes it super complicated and messy because there's not just one players. It's not just like there's the cabal or the ETs. There's so many players on so many different levels that are always interfering with our lives. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to, we got into before the show and I don't want to get into any personal business of mine, but like right. maybe you could tell us about this, like um, handlers, like then there's paid handlers that come into our life sometime. Can you talk about this and why did they do this? Yeah. And I mean, in a, and to be honest, most of the handlers you're going to encounter in your life are probably unpaid and they don't know they're a handler because again, we are subjected to so much mind control technology and mind control cues that what we think is our behavior or, you know, our drive or our personality is actually being programmed and controlled by other people. Uh, you know, it's a whole nother subject we get into sometime, but there are people, particularly with people like you and I, why? Because we're influencers. Even if we're influencers in a tiny pond, consciousness or conspiracy or paranormal or healing, whatever you want to say, we're influencers. You have an audience. I have an audience. So we can affect, we can wake people up. We can increase people's frequency. We can teach people about the game. We can teach people how to game the game. They don't like this. So they're going to bring people in. Why? What is the main job of a handler? It's not to kill you. It's not to necessarily drain your bank account. It's to distract you. I was, you know, I've had many handlers and a lot of them were romantic and very distracting to have a romantic handler and to go through all that and to go through a breakup and uh, things like that. Another common handler uh, that they use is family members because we have this blind programming to our family that we have to listen to them, that we have to care what they think. And so they bring, you know, it's easy to bring handlers in through an established programming. And the ultimate handling program, of course, most of us know, is called Project Surrogate, which is when they put you in a specific family, which is completely handled and completely controlled, um, you know, by the military to make sure you do not remember who you are. You do not activate your psychic abilities. You do not grow in frequency and power and you do not learn how to game the game. So there's many different types of handling programs, of course. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, does this tie into the possession? Can a handler be possessed or can one, someone you're around you be possessed? Cause I know we wanted to get into that tonight and that's a little bit more of the paranormal, but um, right. that's interesting to me, the whole possession thing. Oh, they keep getting kicked out. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, so here's what I've discovered the last couple of years. When I first started in the field of possession, um, exorcism, deliverance, I was under religious programming. So I was coming in through the Christian door or the Catholic church type of door. And I thought the only thing that you could be possessed with was a demonic spirit. So I was approaching this from, you know, using the old school exorcism techniques and they worked most of the time, even though there was a lot of battle. But what we've come to know through our technology and just through years and years of experience in doing deliverances is, I mean, I got jumped this week. My daughter got jumped this week. I have my goddaughter got jumped this week and we got jumped with different entities. Sometimes you can, you can get jumped with ETs. You can get jumped because all this is you guys, 
all this is, and most of you know this, but I'm going to repeat it. This is a container. This is a bottle. This is a cup. This is a glass. That's all this is. This can have a hundred fire creation spirits in it, or it can have no fire creation spirits in it. So what we're finding, Rob, is that we're all getting jumped all the time. We're not taught about this. So how would we know? If you don't know it exists, how do you even know to look for it? If you don't know what the signs are, how do you know to look for it? Or if you don't have technology like we have um, to definitively tell us the truth, how do you know? And so a lot of the teachings, again, about possession and deliverance is totally wrong um, because they don't want you to know. These beings, including discarnate spirits, which you guys call ghosts, um, that live in the fourth dimension and other beings, the Fae can jump you. Um, like I said, tons and tons of creatures and beings. AI jumps us all, all the time. Every single person listening to the sound of my voice, including me and you, are saturated with AI. And so, you know, we get jumped all the time, but there is different levels. And so um, a lot of times, and I worked with a client yesterday, I started doing like a one-on-one, -on -one, like you are and I are talking on Zoom one-on-one. -on -one, and I started talking to her and I said, whoa, 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 stop. She was coming to me for pain. And we were going to work on our pain. But I said, well, well, we can't we can't continue. And she's like, why not? And I'm like, I'm going to send you a screenshot of your face. So I took a screenshot of her face and sent it to her. And you can see a face superimposed over her face. So what I had to do before we started the appointment was get rid of the beans inside of her so I could just talk to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, um, uh, why did the entities want to jump us? Is it because um, they can like feed off our loosh, obviously? Uh, it depends. They all have different motivations. Just like we all have different motivations for wanting to live a certain place or wanting to have a certain job or what we eat for dinner. It's the same thing for them. So a lot of the fourth dimensional beings, including beings you might have known, your grandpa, your son, your daughters, your cousins, whoever that chose not to move on. And they're stuck in the fourth dimension, which is a rep mirrored replica of ours. It's a They actually marry and they have lives exactly like ours. It's just kind of a gross, lower vibrational place. But they want a body. They want to have sex. They want to drink alcohol. They want to eat dinner. They want to hug somebody. Um, so they want a body. So sometimes it's just as simple as they miss having a body. And they've gotten themselves stuck because they weren't taught what happens after life and death, which is a whole other subject. But they weren't taught how to move on. And it's not the whole light thing or light tunnel thing, of course. But so but they know that they can come back here because they have access to it because it overlays all the dimensions overlay each other all the way back to the all. They know they can jump bodies. They know how to do that. It's easy. It's actually so easy to get jumped. I guarantee you most of the people here, including me, if I go to a football game and I mean like in a big stadium, Rob, you know, like Super Bowl or whatever, I, I can almost guarantee you even I'm going to get jumped. And so it's not about protection because um, fire creation beings don't need any protection. All fire creation beings are 100% the all. So what protection does the all need from anything? Nothing, because half these beings are us or are the same, you know, we're all made from the same stuff. We don't need protection from these beings. But what we do need to learn is what situations do we put ourselves in that get us jumped, how to get ourselves out of it. You know, that's one of the things I teach is how to recognize if you're jumped and how to do it yourself. So you don't have to like call me or call an exorcist all the time. But what we're seeing since, and I want to be careful how I say this, but since the whole big thing we all just went through for a couple of years, and then since the thing that we got to solve the whole big thing <laughs> we went through for a couple of years, now we're seeing holes blown in the aura field, uh, generally over the left shoulder. 
is like a portal portal so normally when your aura doesn't have a lot of holes and tears it's natural protection you don't have to do anything you just go about your life you're naturally protected by your high frequency and by the kind of energy field you put out but i'm seeing so many people that took that that have holes blown in their field and it's just like bam 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 they're getting um really hit by some really heavy human discarnates and the human discarnates that are jumping those people aren't like your grandma or the baby brother that died. These are like the Jack the Ripper type. So when we see why is everyone being crazy and road rage and shooting each other and, you know, it seems like all this stuff is ramping up. I believe it's because actually there's a more, and of course this is a duality game. So I'm using this in the game, even though it's not all time, all space language, but there's more evil beings jumping us now, Rob. Yeah. Um, Lisa Garland has a, has a good question. She says, how do we know if we, we are a fire creation being? I never really thought to ask you that because I just assumed that you, me, and mostly everybody watching this is. I didn't ever think that any of my fans are NPCs because they're all so intuitive and they all have, I think, I, I think I can help you answer this question. Yeah, I think yeah, you it's answer very first, intuitive, so right? Like, so, sorry, go ahead. Hmm. You answer first because you're on the right track. So you answer. Look, if you're very emotional and intuitive, if you're very bright, if you have a loving heart, if you um, are, you know, just down to earth and um, not, you know, like if you feel like you're human, you're most likely a fire creation spirit or human. But like the NPCs are the people that are kind of, I, I guess you could explain that. Sorry. No, you're doing great. Exactly. And, and the key is in the world. So fire, you said really emotional. So Often we criticize people that have a hot temper. Think of the word hot temper. What hot temper? Fire. Hot temper. Fire. We have these emotional extremes. Why? Because we are bigger than these avatars can process. We are wise. We are passionate. We are knowledgeable. And then, of course, the creation. You will not meet an NPC generally unless they have a heavy-duty program, and sometimes you will. Um, that's an excellent artist. Um, now, if they're copying art, that's different. But I mean, talking about original, original composition, original music, original writing, original art, creation, that's the second half of the equation. So creating, creating, having to create, not being happy, and it doesn't have to be art. Um, you know, there's many things that we create, you know, a builder who builds a home, that's a creation. So, you know, just don't just, you know, stick to art. But um, there's this, this drive to create and to, even technology like I did. I'm, nothing is new under the sun, but building on top of what people that came before, you know, stacking, creating new things, even based on old things is also creation. So first of all, if you're asking that question, Lisa, you're probably a fire creation seer because an NPC isn't going to care. They're not going to care. You know, my one of my daughters is a soulless being. She's just an avatar. She's never asked Am I? I mean, they don't care. They're too consumed with the programs of the world. So these are the people that are very consumed with rich, you know, accumulating money and driving nice cars and looking sexy and all these weird, you know, all the 3D stuff. If you're really heavily plugged into the 3D and you aren't watching a show like this, which is like what you said, Rob, I don't think unless it's a plant, which I'm sure there's people here that are put here uh, because there's a guy out right now. It's really interesting. I can't say his name. I'm not allowed to, but he was, um, he works for the intelligence agencies. He's paid for the intelligence agencies and they have him coming behind all my shows and talking about every single thing I talk about, but saying the opposite, some of the same things, but mostly opposite to like discredit me. But so there's probably people that are going to watch this that are not our friends, but um, even he's a fire creation being. He's just owned by the corporations. He's actually owned by Monarch and he works for Monarch. So he's programmed and paid to discredit us, you know? 
Uh, this this is this is a good this is a good comment. I, I never I never even thought of asking you this. Uh, Sleep Kid says, "Can an NPC give birth to a real?" Love that picture, by the way. Absolutely, my mother did. My mother's an NPC. My mother's an empty avatar, and she gave birth to me. So, absolutely, can an NPC? I mean, uh, and again, I'm sloppy with the word NPC, and I shouldn't be because to me, an NPC. Uh, can be an empty clone, but it can also be a holographic projection. Of course, a holographic projection that has some 3D uh, substance cannot give birth to a real because they're not, they don't have a, you know, avatar body type of thing. But a clone, uh, an empty vessel, of course, can give birth to a real. And here's something interesting that you guys might find interesting. No, barely any fire creation beings step in until after the birth. So that kind of becomes a wait, 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 you're, you're talking fast. Like, what does that mean? I'm sorry. Like, but, but, but they, they don't okay, step you know in. The whole argument, the baby soul argument, when does the soul come in type thing? It, yeah. So, you know, calling, you know, I use fire creation instead of soul, but it's interchangeable. So fire creation beings, because of their frequency, do not walk in to an empty vessel until after birth because they would blow their mother, the mother up because they're coming. Usually, even if they're coming from a past life, they're coming at such a high frequency um, that they cannot like really stick around in the mother. She would dissolve. She would blow up. She would um, have a lot of problems. So the soul combined with the avatar doesn't happen till after birth. As a matter of fact, I have a client, beautiful family, Palladian family, Palladian souls. Um, the Palladian ships, I have the most amazing video I should send you of three Palladian ships over their house. It's the most amazing thing. Like you can't even argue with it. It's so clear. But she had a baby and she kept saying, is my baby soulless? And you never want to tell a fire creation client that their baby doesn't have a soul. Like that's just not gonna, you know, but I did, she was okay with it. And it was so amazing. A year later, her baby, a soul, beautiful Palladian soul walked into her baby. So it's not a big deal. And we have to realize that I'm not saying that empty vessels aren't sentient. They have emotions. They have thoughts. Obviously, they can feel sexual pleasure. They can love. They can cry. So I'm not saying we don't respect life. We respect all life. I think we should respect animal life and tree life and plant life and bug life, even anything that has. Because in an essence, if it's not synthetic, which there is a lot of synthetic things here that you guys think are, are real and they're not, but it's all made of the same matter. So it's all made of the all. Um, so we still need to respect life. I'm not saying you can't have a good relationship. You can have a great relationship with a soulless being. You can. You can have a loving, supportive, great relationship. Now, depending on your frequency, you may not want to, obviously, you know. Yeah. And why are they put here? Like, and, and is it, is it, and who's behind the game? Would you say like, like, can you tell us about the game? Like who's behind the game? Like why are NPCs put here? And like, what's the whole point? Is it, you know, and I can just use an illustration, pick any computer game that you guys are familiar with. I'll just pick Call of Duty, even I'm, I'm not familiar with, but it's the same thing. So, you know, um, even though Call of Duty um, doesn't have the sentient people involved in Call of Duty, it would be you guys who play it that are fire creation beings. But as far as the characters and everything, it's to fill in the game so that you don't know it's a game. It's, it's to distract, 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 distract. So you don't figure out what reality you're living in. You don't remember how you got here. You don't remember who you are. You don't remember why you're here. What, what started 
the game. The game was actually started by, and people call this organization different things. I'm still kind of stuck on the Galactic Federation of Life, but I don't want to be sued by you-know-who, who are not allowed to say his name, um, by using any weird <laughs> phrasing. Probably not even, we probably shouldn't even be saying secret space because you know who owns that, purportedly. Yeah. But anyway, um, the game was, you know, started for good, believe it or not. It was started because uh, the organizations, the, the Planetary Federation, the Galactic Federation of Light, were tired of the Dracos and Reptilians burning the crap out of all the planets and taking it over. Why were they tired of it? Because they want to be the, you know, everybody wants to win. I mean, age old thing. They wanted to be the ones taking over the planets. So they got really mad that by the time they got to the planets, they were already owned by the Draco, which are very, very powerful and very, very high in technology even better than the Galactic Federation, except for the Dracos that work for the Galactic Federation. So they created this, they decided on this ship, which is what we're on, to shut it down, um, to shut down this whole thing and uh, take control of it. So initially the Galactic Federation wanted to trap the Dracos and reptilians here, which is why, why do we have so many Dracos and reptilians here? Because of what I'm telling you. Why is there a thing called a reptilian cabal, double reptilian royal bloodline? because of what I'm telling you. So they domed it, they shut it down, made it an open source game code um, to trap the Dracos. But guess what? There's all this free will and it's not what we think. It's not a set thing. The Galactic Federation is not God. The Planetary Federation is the councils are not God. I mean, I don't believe in God, but anyway, it's not the all. They're just individuals with free will and different levels of talents and abilities, just like all of you. And so what happened? The Dracos are, out of all time, all space, the Dracos and Reptilians are the best at technology. So the Dracos hacked the game and they now run the game. So the Dracos are in control of the game. So they took the world that was supposed to trap them and they flipped it to their advantage, which is why we have what you said, all the harvesting, all the incubus succubus that are raping you guys at night and getting your louche. All the, um, all the, you know, ETs that are taking us, all the secrets, all the space programs, all the military, all the, it's just a big harvesting thing um, because the Dracos, you know, sell us out to the highest bidder, basically. Yeah, you know what, what's, what's so weird is I wanted to talk to you about what goes on with us. I wanted to talk to you about what goes on with us at night. Like, I think that's really important because I, I was being bothered and I, I'm not the only one that this has happened to. Like, I, I think I told you about this. Like I was having some serious problems. Like I had some kind of entity, you know, I was being touched at night. Like, and I looked at my, my girlfriend and it wasn't her. And like, it was very strange. Like, and then, you know, we did some things to get rid of it. And I think it went away because I'm not being bothered now, but like, where does this stem from and like why is this, this happen to people like that's a good question too so part of this stems from your guys programming about what day and night is so day and night is just another distraction so that you think you know you need you think you need so much sleep and everything but really it's just a division so they can harvest us in the day and harvest us in the night there's really no difference in the game from the uh entities and energies outside looking at the game just obviously you let down your guard at night, um, but there's no difference. So it's all a dream. It's all an illusion, whether you're awake. And even when you're awake in the day, um, I was just talking to a friend of mine today and I looked at her town and her whole town um, time has been frozen for 15 days and the whole town was taken recently. So even in your daytime, what you think is happening isn't happening because it's such a mind F here. 24 seven. So, but what happens at night is a lot of the incubus succubus stuff does happen at night. 
because you're in a bed, obviously, which is a great place to take sexual advantage of anyone anytime. You know, it's convenient. Um, it's dark. Your guard is down. Um, a lot of people watch a bunch of uh, black mirror technology, also portals, laying in bed at night. You know, we all will hold our phones, you know, and, our, and watch all sorts of things. You know, they come in through that. A lot of entities and stuff come in at night. Um, really, you know, in our scanning and testing, though, because we do a lot of SSP scans and military scans and night scans, I mean, we can scan anything, but we find that the same things are happening in the day. You're still getting raped in the day. You're still getting taken in the day. Um, as a matter of fact, Solar Warden is a daytime black ops project by the militaries that's on book. So, um, you know, the triangle ships will come and pick you up in the day. You're just memory wiped. So, you know, everything that's happening at night is happening in the day. Um, it's just an illusion that it's not. You just don't remember. That's insane. How many people would you say are being taken? Is there a lot of us? 100%. Um, I have not found one single person, including empty clones, that are not taken. Now, what are they used for? That's a thousand different answers. Um, so there's high value assets like you and I used for completely different things, used way more extensively than like an empty clone would be used and taken way more often so some of us are overused, you know? Yeah, yeah. We got a question from the chat. This is Selena. Hi, Selena. She says, in my meditation the other day, I seen a beach, and on the beach was a portal. Looked like a door with a blue eyeball in the middle. What do you think this means? Um, well, if I, well, first of all, that's amazing and wonderful. I hesitate to recommend that people walk through portals, but she probably would have known. Um, if she had walked through it, I don't think it means anything other than that she's very connected to other realities, other space and time, other dimensions, and she could really explore that further. Again, there's nothing really to fear. Um, that actually, that specific uh, situation doesn't seem sinister at all to me. So that probably would have been fairly safe. I would have gone ahead and walked through that if she did it, you know, and seen what that was. Yeah, that's amazing. So, okay, um, I, tell us about the tech that you use, because I think that people will find that really interesting. Like, I know we've talked about it before, but I think it's very important, and I think it's a big part of what you do. So, like, I, I'd love to hear about it. Right. So, you know, basically, it's, um, it's based on the fact that, you know, everything's frequency. And what's so cool is everything's like color and sound, which is frequency, all the way back to the all. So there is nothing in any dimension, forward or backward in time, all time, all space, sub-reality, shadow realities, different timelines, uh, different games, because the Earth game isn't the only game. Um, there's nothing that can't be known because it's all frequency. It's all broadcast 24-7, and it can all be read with 100% accuracy. So that leaves us with a question. We need something to read it. So we have quantum technology that they've allowed us to access, which is, you know, I think it's so crazy, Rob, because like years ago, you know, my brother and I would watch Star Trek and it so freaks me out because in sickbay, they would hold iPads. They would hold iPads in sickbay and be like, do, 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 do. That's basically what our technology does. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, woo-woo, relationships. I work for corporations and I scan their employees. I mean, nobody knows. So, you know, it's legal if nobody knows, right? But they, I tell people who to hire and who not to hire. And I also give them dossiers so they can make their own decision. I'm like, this person is dishonest. This person is loyal. This person is 
not loyal, you know, so we can apply this technology absolutely anyways, including to relationships. I've been in a number of relationships, romantic sexual relationships where I've made panels um, about the relationship. And there were things in the panels that I've written the code for that I didn't want to believe that would come up, Rob, like he's cheating on you, like he's on dating websites, like all the, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And I didn't want to believe it. So I'm like, well, this must be wrong. No, when we broke up or I would always, always find out. I, and I say this all the time, this is so accurate because it's the coding of the game. If you have access, which most of you have the coding of the game, access to coding of the game too, you just don't know it and don't know how to read it. Some of you do, but I carry all the codes and um, that's a long story why and how, um, but I carry all the game codes. So because I carry all the game codes, I can program all the game codes and anything, this, everything in the game can be read. And a lot of the dimensions that you guys think are outside the game are actually still inside the game. So when you talk about fifth, sixth, seventh dimension, those are still dimensions that are inside the game. Um, so there's just a lot to it. It's hard to explain. Yeah, but can the can the technology tell us like about like everything about like our life? Like would re, like say it read me? Like could it say like what what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, like my health? I mean, like, well, here's the thing about the game. So first of all, I probably wouldn't write something for you like that. I could write something. Yes, I could. And my abilities, my own abilities see timelines so i can see optimal timelines where you would be happiest i can see lower timelines where you make because it's a choose your own adventure game so obviously we know that it's butterfly effect so rob if you choose left whole bunch of things trigger domino effect right and happen if you choose right if you pick up an orange at the supermarket that opens up a whole bunch of different things than if you pick up a grapefruit at the supermarket so every single choice we make matters absolutely 100 percent but this is also only a game. So every single choice you make is just an experience and also doesn't matter at all. And we're eternal beings. We have to spend the time, I mean, guys, eternal beings. We have to spend this time somehow. Might as well spend it in this stupid game, making dumb choices and learning from them, right? And growing, you know, back in our frequency to the all. Three has a good question. If it comes up on the screen, three says question, get out of the game, how? Yeah, great question. So. The, of course, um, and this is a very controversial answer, I'm warning you guys. So obviously, um, you need to understand what happens when you get out of the body before you can understand how to get out of the gate. So we come to death. There is no death. Death is just a switch in location, out of the avatar, in the avatar, in into another avatar, into this game, into another game, into a sub-reality, parallel reality, heaven, if you choose, hell realm. There's not just one hell. There's hundreds of thousands of hell realms. I've been to a lot of them and have functioned as controllers of a lot of them. So I'm very familiar with the hell realms and it's not, there is no hell realm I've ever seen, by the way, you guys, that has fire in it. That is like so hilarious to me. This is a hell realm game. This is a suffering game. They consider this um, very close to how some of the hell realms operate. And many of you will agree with that. And some of you won't agree with that it depends on your life experience. But um, if you're an older soul and you've been in the game a lot of time and you remember your past lives, there's a lot of hellish experiences in this game, a lot of suffering in this game. So how do you get out of the game? Um, you understand that you're a you're in complete control and you're all powerful. And when you leave the body, you don't have to come back in the game ever. It's your choice. You don't have to be deceived by the Dracos that approach you. You don't have to. I'm telling you, very, very few people are greeted by anybody when they leave the body. I'm going to say that again. Such BS. Why? 
because time within the game is completely slowed down and different from time outside the game. And if your loved ones, which you should pray, even though I don't believe in prayer, um, you should pray that they figured it out too and that they didn't get recycled back into a baby body and they're not stuck in an in-between life being deceived by the Dracos or Reptilians or any ET group or any group that wants them for their own purposes because you get to choose. So I know what I do because I've seen the future of my future and I can see your guys' future too, but I know what I choose when I leave the gate. So because I have memory, Rob, because I've remembered all the stuff about the game, and I have the technology to answer a lot of questions and continually answer questions. And I run hundreds of people every year, which actually gives me more information. Every single person I run gives me this knowledge base about the game and about how the game works, about how to get out of the game, about how to game the game. Um, and my practitioners also write panels. And so we all compile information together. But it's so easy to get out of the game. You just choose not to come back in it and you don't listen to all the BS because like I said, your grandma can come up and be like, oh, come hang out with me. And then grandma talks to you for, you know, whatever time perception you have. And she's like, you need to go back and help. Your job isn't finished. Like they use all these con things and you're like, oh, they need me back at earth. Okay, I'll go back. Well, wait, I'll that's, not, that's not really your grandmother, right? That's the false white light. Is this there? So do you follow the soul reincarnation trap type thing? Is that kind of where we're going with that's that? Actually, yeah, a lot of it's broken down, but there's still like my daughter, my oldest daughter, right before she came into the game this time in this incarnation, she was uh, trapped in between lives on a Draco ship and tortured for years. I don't know what other, you know, there is no time, but um, <clears throat> so you can get captured if you don't remember who you are. So if a Draco ship approaches me when I'm standing outside my body, there's a million things I'm not going to go into here that I can do to stop them from taking me because, and this is what I teach, when I get out of this body, like in the next five minutes, if I died, Rob, I would have this exact same memory of this conversation and all my knowledge. So I know what to do not to come back to the game. You don't get memory wiped in the second that you get out of the body. You know, you retain and they can't even memory wipe me anymore. Um, they memory wipe me a lot, but you retain enough over time. And I came in with like half my memory intact. So that means in past lives, because I've been here a lot. I've already figured out and you're allowed to retain that. Plus your soul family and your oversoul also protect some of that knowledge coming in. And I know there's people that listen to your show that have partial memory or memory of things too. Yeah. I mean, we're getting some great comments. Like Janet Paul says, but we can't remember. We were blank slated. We don't remember our past. Why? Is that because, because like. They want you to keep recycling back into the game. So typically what happens is. Uh, they wipe you coming in. So before they allow you to come back into your baby new incarnation, you're completely memory wiped. However, once, this is key, once you reach a certain frequency, even the best technology no longer works 100%, which is how I was born. In other words, I'd evolved enough, learned enough, raised my frequency enough, even in all my crappy past lives, that when I came into this life, I retained enough. They could not completely memory wipe me. However, they still tried. They put me in Project Surrogate. They put me in a religious religious family. They tried to beat it out of me. They tried to say I was, you know, was possessed by demons because I was psychic. They certainly tried to still get me to lose that memory of who I was and lose my abilities. It just didn't work. Oh, we so, got a, this is a good question. Uh, the Andromedan says, do they also trap Dracos? Yes. Or is it the Draco's trap? 
question. Thank you so much for asking that question. I'm so thankful because I'm giving Dracos a bad name and they and I'm all, I, they they will come after me. I will get payback for the Dracos. I'll deal with them right after the show so I don't. But they're I'm probably going to get heavy payback for the Dracos because of this show. But not I have Draco clients that are beautiful amazing people. Do they struggle because they have a Draco soul? I also want to differentiate something. This is an edemic avatar. Um, so there's edemic avatars, Adam, you guys get it, um, BS, but we won't even go down that road, but um, edemic avatar, what we call a human avatar with a Draco soul. I don't have a Draco soul, but I have clients that look like you and I that are Draco through and through, and they have the characteristics of Draco, but Draco have free will, just like every other person, every other fire creation point of view or piece, they can choose. Some Dracos have choose, chosen to be awakened. Some Dracos have chosen not to dump into the collective AI mind. They've chosen to fight it. Some Dracos, you know, have chosen to grow and they're not going the traditional main Draco group direction. So yes, they trap other Dracos because there's different factions. It's free will. We tend to lump everyone together except ourselves. You know, we want to be seen as individuals with individual minds, but we lump Andromedans together. We lump Palladians together. You know, all Palladians are good. No, you know, all Dracos are bad. No. So they're like us. They, they have person. Do they have personalities and emotions like us? Would you say? The Dracos don't have a lot of emotions. Um, and I'll tell you one reason I don't, because even though I have an endemic avatar, I'm from a double reptilian with a lot of Draco in it. Royal bloodline. So you're seeing uh, there's a coldness, there's an emotional coldness, there's some things that aren't quite, you know, what you guys might consider all there or normal. A lot of the sociopaths are going to see a lot of the psychopaths, a lot of the crimes are going to be committed either by double Dracos. When I say double Draco, I mean Draco soul and Draco, uh, Draco lineage, because even though this is a demic avatar, I have a lot of Draco in me. Uh, a lot of the Europeans are going to find a lot of Draco in them. Uh, we see a lot, a lot of people that come to me for scans have not surprisingly, Draco bloodlines. Uh, so they love to do that too. They love to put a fire creation being that is so like first, second, third wave, like the most powerful, the most knowledgeable, the most royal, the most amazing. They love to drop these souls in very, very challenging genetic bloodlines and avatars. But so what about, what are your thoughts on like the whole Anunnaki story? Do you think they had something to do with our DNA and are they, and are they still in the galaxy? can't believe you asked that question. I have to be careful with this one too, or I'll get, I'll pay, I'll get paid. I've, I'll have like eight groups that are coming after me tomorrow or tonight, Rob. Jesus, what are you trying to do to me? All right. The Anunnaki is very, okay. So first of all, that term is really, really muddy and I don't want to go deep into this, but again, to me, Anunnaki is kind of a catch-all term. When I say Anunnaki, I'm referring to, and there's charts, the Royal, usually I'm talking about Sirius B, Anunnaki group that is mostly royals here in the game. So just because you're Anunnaki doesn't mean you're royal on Sirius B, but the Anunnaki's were that I believe came here and worked very closely with the Dracos, by the way, and still do, and they still are here. Um, they're the royal family. They're the, you, you guys know who they are. You know their names. Yeah, um, yeah, we just had we just had a question. Lisa Garland says, "Are are all the, and this could tie into it?" it says she says, "Are the royal bloodlines the RH negatives?" Does that have so, to do with the Anunnaki? You know what's okay. So first of all, you, you guys know almost everything here is a lie, right? Everything they tell you 
is a lie, including the, okay. So blood types, there's not just five blood types, seven blood types. There's like thousands of blood types. So are there indicators? Yes, but there's way more than you think and they lie to you. So am I O positive? I'm not O positive. Are you whatever you are? You're not. You're probably one of these other sub blood types. Uh, they just don't tell you. You don't have access. A lot of you are yellow tagged, which means you, it's a complete do not report. If you guys work in medicine, you know, there's CDNR, but yellow tag beans are complete do not report to you. So your medical file is always going to be a bunch of BS, yours and mine. I'll just use you as an example because it's true about you too. So um, they're going to, um, there was an anomaly. I had to have an MRI uh, for some, um, it was a long story, for some hearing issues and um which is that they caused but anyway that's another story so i had an mri and on the mri they found an anomaly i love the words they use behind my left ear well guess what i know you guys that i have physical physical behind my left ear i have an implant wow and it i saw it and guess what they said it was oh never mind they showed it to me but they won't give me my records you know why because they know i will plaster that thing all over the world. They know it because I will. They're not going to give me yeah. my records and tell me what it really is. They're like, oh, it's just a little bone spur. You can see it. It was like a metal square. Like, how's that a bone? Like, you could see a square of square metal bone spur. Okay. You know. So, anyway, yeah. that's an illustration I, that they lie about that. I wish I could show you this right now. I'd love for you to see it. I'll send you a picture. I have a, I don't even know if it's visible, but I have like a, a bump on my, on my ankle. I'm feeling it now. It's like the size of like a, I don't know, like a, it feels like this a little bit bigger than the size of a BB. And it kind of just showed up one day and I had my doctor check it. And he said that it was nothing. He said, it, you know, it wasn't even a lipoma. It's just, but it, it seems to me like it could be like an implant. What do you, do you think those things just kind of oh. show up and why would they do that? Yeah. Oh, because I mean, not all. Okay. And here's another thing that's falsely taught in this whole movement. Not all implants are negative. Your soul family puts tracking implants in you um, to protect you. And so they can easily locate you from the ship. So not all physical implants, of course, there's etheric implants that are in our energy fields. There's a lot of them. They also, if you can, sometimes if you scan your body with a blue light, it's so freaky. You'll see like alien sigils and stuff like different brands on you. People, show, I don't know if you've ever seen people show that um, or weird colors and stuff from where you've been touched overnight. But there's a lot of weird stuff, both on the physical body and in the energy field. But almost, I mean, and we can tell by scanning you guys too, but almost everyone has. I'll, I'll tell you, I have not found anyone, including clones, empty clones, including every pet you own, very important, every pet you own has been implanted in their eyes with cameras. What, what, what better? do you mean? I have 12 dogs. I mean, what better? They have like, they don't even need to put break in my house and put cameras in. I've got 12 dogs, Rob. They've got me 360, 24, seven living color broadcasting me on the dark web every single day. So they're, they're using your pets to, to see through. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's brilliant. They're brilliant. These adorable, furry, loving, <laughs> and spirited, often spirited, often fire creation beings. Not all pets are the same as us. Some are empty, some are full. This one's spirited. Um, but I have empty ones. Um, they use them, they use them not just to broadcast material on the dark web, but they do do that. We have all, I mean, the fire creation beings are the most, come on, Rob, you know your life's interesting. Come on, it's dramatic, it's interesting. 
I'm going to admit my life's dramatic. My life's interesting. Fire creation beans are the most fascinating reality TV you're ever going to watch in your entire life because we're so clueless, but we're so cool. You know? Yeah, yeah, I I agree. But they also monitor us. And so they can make sure that we're not doing what you and I are doing right now. Like they work 24 seven, Rob. So conversations like this don't happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, Selena Ingalls wants to know, can you tell if other people have implants? Will your tech tell that? Yeah, I can tell. And my tech can tell. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. Um, let me see if I have any other questions. I, I can, I, 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 Oh, but when the, I have notes here, what, what did you do an investigation in the house on 66 in Virginia investigation with Stacy Brown? Can you tell us about that? Oh yeah. That was really interesting. Um, that was interesting because um, Stacey was testing um, our psychic abilities of Wayne Wilson and I. And um, when we went next door, they didn't tell us anything. I didn't know anything. I didn't look up anything. Uh, and we went in this little cabin and then he's like, okay. And they have this on film, by the way. If you ever talk to him, I'll kill him if he shows it, but maybe he'll show you privately. But uh, we went next door to the house. The first thing that hit me when I went to the house is I started about like retching, like I was going to throw up. Because that is my body's response to extreme evil or extreme evil imprints. So um, anyway, long story short, um, like I said, they were testing us live on camera. They were testing our psychic abilities to see if we were real psychics and if we'd get what they know. And I'm like, I said, there was a girl. She was raped. She was pulled through a window. She was murdered. Like I pegged everything. Wayne pegged it too. And so it was just really cool. Um, We did try to contact some spirits. There was a battleground there. We thought we might get some soldier activity. We didn't. Which again, it's another misnomer. Just because there's a battle, just because there's something evil doesn't mean a spirit's going to show up. And you know what I found by doing so many paranormal investigations is a lot of times the beings that show up are, again, pretending to be who you're asking for. They'll come talk, you know, on your radio and your, um, they'll give you EVPs all day long, but it's usually tricksters or pranksters. They're very, very rarely the bean. And again, why? Because a lot of times these beans that were involved in these crimes are long gone. They're what we call one and done. If you're in a body, it doesn't matter what kind of body, dog, tree, person, doesn't matter, ET, gray. If you don't have a fire creation bean and you die, you're done. You're just a little robotic, organic flesh thing buried in the ground. You don't live on. So a lot of times, and this again, there's just so much fallacy about the game. It drives me crazy, Rob. Even paranormal. Like, do you guys even know if that person had a spirit? And and guess what? If that person is on the heaven ship, which they have heaven ships, they don't really, I don't know of a lot of heaven planets, but there's a lot of heaven ships and it is just like it's described in the Bible. And I have a picture of one, but um, you know, if they're on the heaven ship, they're not going to come off the heaven ship to talk to you at midnight in the stupid earth game about a murder they committed 70,000 years ago. So we just aren't even logical in how we think about this thing these things but to me what what gives you such a more solid base for interpretation is understanding who you are what you're in where you came from and starting to have memory of your past lives and then even beyond the game like i have like one time rob i was a universe like i have memory of being a universe i was a healing universe i wasn't in a body i was a universe so and you guys are these things too so you need to start putting your memories together and what's so cool about the technology is People are like, you're delusional. Yeah, sometimes I think I'm delusional too. But I have 100% accurate all-time, all-space, benevolent quantum technology that will tell me 
whether I'm delusional or not. It doesn't lie. It has no opinion. All it does is read frequency and frequency doesn't lie. Frequency is the basis for everything in our life, right? It's the, it's it's the, the basis. It's the, but what's so cool, Rob, it's not just the basis in this game. It's the basis for all time and all space, all the way back to the all, the void, what some people call God. How amazing is that? It goes all the way forward infinitely and all the way backward. There is nothing that cannot be known if you understand what I'm talking about. And that's what's so mind-blowing and people can't comprehend about what I do. But if you have a scan for me, a lot of people know because they freak out. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you knew this. I mean, sometimes I don't even know why people get scans because I think they just want me to like repeat what they already know to blow their minds, you know? Yeah. Well, we do. We just got a comment. Uh, Lisa Garland says oh, Dr. Kim's scans are brilliant. So that's, that's um, what, oh, um, the Andromeda wants to know, uh, does, does Kimberly know about the Omniverse? What's the Omniverse? What's, what specifically do they, I mean, what do you want to know specifically? Type it in Andromeda if you can, and then I'll, I'll get to another question because we got like 55 people in here. We've been going a little, we've been almost gone an hour, so I won't keep you much longer. Um, okay. What about our psychic abilities? How do we tap in? Is it possible for us, like for those of us that are kind of coming into our abilities, I ask every guest this on my show. I love it. Okay, I, go. I know, yeah. like, I'm highly sure. intuitive, but I you feel are. like I could be more. Like how do we you tap can. into that? I mean, I've got to be honest with you guys. I was born with super crazy mad abilities, but they're so much better now. What is the difference between? Part of it is, again, starting to remember who you are and remembering your past lives and putting the pieces together. It's also practice. It's a lot of you guys are so intuitive and you, you know certain things, you know what you know, um, but you don't bounce. You have nothing to bounce it off. Thankfully, um, I have really good friends that are highly psychic to bounce things off of. But again, I can bounce my psychic intuition, like I told you the example with the relationships, off the technology to see if it's true. If you don't have the technology, um, it's practice. It's practice, 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 practice. Also, a really good thing to start expanding your vision, which I always say, is your phone, your iPad. These cameras, guess what? These cameras don't work how you think they do. These cameras do not take pictures independently of you. The pictures you get in a haunted house or a haunted forest or your woods or your house indicates the level of your psychic ability. So if you want to increase your psychic ability, say, I think I see a little person over there. Take a picture. Maybe there is a shadow that shouldn't be there. And then bounce it off your technology. So you guys have technology. You might not have my technology, but you guys do. And you can get my technology, by the way, too. But you can bounce it off the technology that they've allowed us to have and increase your abilities. One of my favorite things, I've said this a million times, so I'm sorry if I, you guys have heard me say this before. One of my favorite things to illustrate how the game works and how much the game is interfered with and things are physically moved around is to go out for a week or three days or whatever, it doesn't take long, to the same spot, or in, it can even be in your house, but it works better outside for some reason, and put tape down or put down like spray paint, like a marker, and then stand with your phone, your iPad or whatever, and take a picture in the same direction, standing in the same place at the same time, you it will blow your mind. You'll see things appear that weren't there. You'll see things move. You'll be like, that tree was like three feet to the left. Why is it like three feet to the right? You'll see it's crazy because they're always messing with the game. It shows you that we're in a holographic simulation because things shift and change all the time. You just... I 
don't slow down enough to notice, but that does help your psychic vision and seeing through dimensions, Rob. I got a, I got a weird question, but this is going to be funny. It's it's good, but it's funny. Like, do you think external animals, not like your pets, but like things you okay. see outside? Like one time, I ran into the like some vultures when I was walking to the store. Like I was on a wooded road, and they they kind of freaked me out. And then I have these goddamn crows that bother me every single day. I hear them from outside my window. What's okay. that all about? Like, is that mean anything, or can we take that as an omen or anything like that? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um. Absolutely. So, well, for you specifically, um, well, you have, uh, you have like an ability, I don't know if you know, like, okay, so outside of the game, our natural ability and how many, many civilizations run is what I call full merge or partial merge, which I have that ability. And everybody has the ability, but I can actively use that ability. So you have this ability to merge with anything, a tree, a house, sentient, non-sentient, you have a particular affinity with not just birds, but with animals. Actually, I don't know if you know this, but you have like in past lives and stuff, you've worked a lot with animals, you've been animals, you've communicated with animals. You So they know this, it's in your frequency, it's in your aura. They're going to come and try to communicate with you. So these group of birds or whatever that you're constantly seeing, they are actually trying to open up communication with you. And what's really interesting about crows and ravens and things is you can actually establish language with them. If you actually make friends with them, start feeding them or, you know, develop a relationship, um, you would have easy communication with them. It would be one way to expand your abilities and remind yourself who an aspect of who you are, Rob. That's so they're not, they're not dark is what you're saying. They're not a, they're not no, a, no, not, no, not at all. Not at all. For some uh, reason they make me feel down. I don't know. Maybe if that's something in a past life or maybe cause I remember being one and it was maybe a hard life, you know, cause I feel down when I see them, you know, I don't know what that is. It's, it's weird. As I said, it's definitely like, yeah, we have to look deeper and see specifically why you feel that way. Um, Laura Angel Lori says, I've seen technology come out of a cloud and scan my neighborhood when I noticed it was watching and I re retracted back into awesome. the cloud. That's amazing. She calls Earth game too, she says. Yeah. I That's love amazing. that. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes um, you guys know, like when I like a show, like a TV show, the old like shakes, like you can see the pixels sometimes if I don't hold it and I let it go too loosely, my whole world will start shaking and walls will dissolve and then I'll freak and it'll slam back in because I don't really want to function without some of this illusion. You know, I don't want to be standing in the holodeck looking at the sides of a ship, you know? Um, yeah. So I slam my reality back in. So I'm familiar with similar things to that. And they absolutely do do that, of course. Absolutely. And then my last question for you is what about out-of-body travel? Is it easy? Is it attainable? Do you do it? And then what do you think about it? So this is, uh, it's kind of a complex. Okay. So, um, I have like a thousand clones in the game. What is the difference between me talking to you and one of my clones talking to you is point of view, but can I go to those clones right now and tell you what they're doing and see through their eyes? Yes. While I'm still maintaining a coherent conversation with you because the soul can be divided into a million parts, but never lost. It's all point of view. So a lot, what out of body is, you can actually stay in your body and maintain this point of view, or I can abandon my body, which is really smart as we know, because an empty vessel is easier to be jumped 
then an awake, aware, sensitive fire creation being, you know, so I don't like to leave my vessel, but I can. Um, also called astral projection. I can go check in on my daughters while I'm talking to you. Sometimes they see me, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're like, mom, why are you walking around my house? That's creepy. Stop it. You know, they'll see my shadow of astral projection. So everything here is holographic and everything that you believe is real is real. So if you guys believe you can easily um, astral project or go out of body, you can. You all go out of body at night. You're taken out of body at night. They do, um, you know, my, my relatives work in human cloning and consciousness transfer. Your consciousness gets force transferred a lot at night into that's out of body. So whether it's forced on you by technology or other groups or whether you're doing it yourself, um, it's still happening. And it's much better if you learn to do it yourself. And these are all things I teach in my classes and at my live events, all things I teach you guys how to do. I don't hold any secrets. You can ask any student of mine. I lay it all on the table, you know, and a lot of it's mind blowing. Oh, I, I agree. Um, well, I, I wait. Well, I, I had to get to this last. This sleep kid has really good questions. He just said, uh, "What is your take on the all-seeing eye besides the pineal or third eye? Could it be omnipotent and omnipresent, being really exist in human form?" Yeah. So I don't believe. I believe I am the omnipresent all. I believe I am the omnipotent all. I believe there is nothing greater outside of me. And I would say the same thing for you, Rob. Yeah, I'm not being elitist here, or you sleep. Um, I believe we are all the all and represent the all at any time. Um, I think that's just a program, um, largely. Um, I think it's a program because there is an all seeing eye. It's a game. There's like a million all seeing eyes, as the other lady just pointed out. Like we we are under that scrutiny. We are under that vision of many beings that are presenting themselves as omnipotent or omnipresent. But I don't believe there's any authority more powerful more present, more all-knowing than myself. But I'm not saying that above you guys. I'm saying I believe any fire creation being could say the same thing I just said, if that makes sense, Rob. I'm not saying I'm different. I'm just yeah, saying that, I that's feel that's it and I'm able to hold it and I'm able to put it into practice to some, while they're taking my voice, they're like, okay, shut this down. Woo, they're grabbing my throat. Um, but I'm able to put it into practice somewhat in my life, even though I forget too, and I fail too. And, you know, I don't have it all together either. This is a hard game to game. It's a great game. That's why people pay trillions of dollars and they climb into pods on planets and other realities and they are immersed and their consciousness is transferred and their body isn't even here. Their consciousness is transferred into another body to play this game. Like it's a great game. And it's really a game. Wow, it's that's that's so. I mean, it's it's so interesting to think, but and that's really well said. Well, oh, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> I guess more I just hair for tonight. But, but do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Um, where they can find your YouTube? Where they can find your sure. frequency app and stuff? And yeah, thank you. So, um, uh, secret to everything.com spelled out, and my YouTube channel, Secret to Everything. I have a Etsy store, shockingly enough, called Secret to Everything, um, spelled with a T-O in the middle, and you know he had it up. And we have a new, maybe we can talk about this sometime, and we can uh, give some samples out to the audience. But I have a new business I started with three other women called um, VibrantCreation77.com. You guys can check out too, which is light language and coded frequency. We're going to make card decks. Right now, there are PDF downloads. It's absolutely amazing. I'll send you some free samples. I'll even send you a couple if you want to put it up somewhere for your audience. But, you know, money, love. And it's really cool because it's it's light color and sound. So it's circumventing. It's one way to game the game, one way to hack the game, circumvent the codes and bring in our own codes. There's two kind of codes, like the codes created by the game and the codes created by, you know, uh, sentient fire creation beings. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I would even be willing to be an affiliate if you want me to. Like, oh my I gosh, put on the, I would love to talk about videos. that. Oh, you would love it so much. It's life-changing. Since even I've brought the codes in, and it's so funny because they're plastered all over my house, like amazing. Like we're getting amazing, amazing things happening. It's so exciting. I'm so excited about it. Wow. Well, thank you, Dr. Kim. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. And everybody have a happy Valentine's Day. And uh, yeah, thank you. until next time.